1: Eagles.
0: who can forget again i'm looking again those up the at the
1: Derrick 30
0: brooks. brooks 30 touchdown tampa bay Derek brooks the most valuable player in the national football league there it is the dagger's in we're gonna win the super
1: bowl we call them the salty dogs
2: and it's time for another episode of the salty dogs podcast uh, happy salty Dogs yes
0: podcast.
2: <laughs> a post-victory <laughs> salty dogs podcast. i don't know
0: how to act <laughs> Who's talking over there? I am Jeff Ryan, and
2: I'm Scott Smith, and we are the Salty Dogs. Yes. Uh,
0: and it's going to be the same tone of, uh, you know, we're 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 pretty even. Winds can't get too high, can't get too low. Yeah, roller
2: coaster after wins or losses. That's what they always say. Yeah, but I will yeah, say
0: right. I will say this: the coffee was so much better yesterday on, morning. On morning. Yes, morning. no And traffic, there was no traffic <laughs> coming into work at all. It was all good. But, you just floated into <laughs> yeah, the office. It's, it's, yeah, but but hey. Um, Won a game you were supposed to win, and you did it without uh, any issues. Yeah,
2: and we're going to have on a guest, another another of our current players. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Jordan Whitehead, the mm-hmm. rookie. Safety, who had 11 tackles in that game. Yeah. He is a very uh, – I see him in the hallways or in the locker room. He's a very uh, – he usually has a smile on his face. Yeah, I like it. He's a smiley guy. Yeah, a good guy. Very good uh, approach. Um, yeah, that game was nice because it was a complete game. Uh, it was the first time since – the first game against New Orleans, when we scored 48 points, that we have scored at least six points in every quarter. And and well, I mean, that's just I'm cherry picking a stat there. But mm-hmm. what it says to me is we finally played four quarters pretty much the same from beginning to end. We didn't we didn't like blow out New Orleans and then have to hold on by our fingernails at the end, or much more commonly this year, fall into a deep hole and have to throw the ball all over the place to get back into it. It was just a nice methodical, mm-hmm. do what you need to do. The points start to add up. Their defense is keeping them down, and you look up at the end of the
0: game, you won by 18 points. Mm -hmm. And you held them to nine, which was pretty solid. Yeah, that's
2: how that math worked out, Jeff. That's it. Right.
0: Um, Because if we had
2: not held them to nine, we wouldn't have won by 18 points. That's
0: correct, but I wanted to make sure the nine was in there.
2: Yes, it's the first single-digit final for an opponent. Yes,
0: and and, and I feel kind of bad now that I did this, but – Oh, is this confession time? Well, yes and no when the 49ers scored and i thought oh, they're going to tie which one when it was in the, in the beginning when it was 7 okay. 7 nothing we yeah. were up and they scored <laughs> and i went ah you know darn, they scored and then when they missed the extra point i just had a warmth come over me like this is awesome <laughs> it's happening to the other and side yes now, now i know how why how do you feel yes the the sail the wind out of your sails is gone <laughs> i am feeling good and i was like damn, now you chased that one point. And so. that was by Robbie
2: Gold, who um, it, since in the last three years since he left Chicago, he's 71 of 74 on field goals, which is pretty unbelievable. Crazy, isn't and it? And then he doinks one. Did it go off the – it went off the upright. Going up it went off the yeah. upright,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that felt good. And But the better part overall was when it was third quarter and we were up by seven, mm-hmm. uh, what would it have been, I guess, They had six, so we had thirteen. Thirteen to six, Mm -hmm. and they they get the ball first in the second half. We have them stopped, but they get a very uh, generous penalty to convert a third down. When, Which, those are so frustrating
0: and and that changes everything you give them three more chances or four well then more the, chances. then
2: the drive kept going and then they really kind of caught fire and got all the way down and they get to the one actually they scored it they scored a touchdown initially but reviewed it we challenged mm-hmm. no no it's a scoring place so they reviewed it uh, called it down at like the you know five inch line
0: if that yes
2: and I'm like I, I'll admit it listen I'll admit it I, I said after they they reviewed it and I'm like okay great so they just delayed the inevitable. I mean, Jeff. Before that game, we had faced 19 goal to go situations, and 18 of them had
0: been touchdowns, and
2: not all of them were first and goal at the one inch line.
0: The odds were in our favor, <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then we get the stop, and it was fantastic.
0: Not one stop. No, but the whole the collective goal. stop, the yeah. goal line stand, if you will. You're, fig- you're figuring how many times you need to go five inches,
2: right? And, and it didn't. It they didn't, didn't make go. it. No, and. Uh, that was awesome, and to me, that's where the game turned. And mm-hmm. then we went right down from there and scored. Uh, Jameis made the nice scramble play to, to Mike Evans uh, to, to get that g- drive going. I think that was on a third down, and that was the game. You you Instead of being 16-16 thinking, oh, I feel like we were dominating this game, but now we're only tied. I mean, 13-13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you're up, I guess, 20-9, to nine, and you can kind of just methodically grind it out from there, which is what the Bucks did.
0: And And it's the first complete game.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah.
0: totally all the way around. No giveaways. Mm. The two turnovers were kind
2: of garbage timey. I mean, I Mm. think we would have won that game even if we didn't get those two picks. But they did salt it away, especially the first of the two. Um, But, I mean, it just felt good to get them. Because it feels like you had to rip that bandit off, and now maybe they'll start coming.
0: And – you got to admit the sacks were awesome, too. Yeah,
2: well, that's why we were getting interceptions and other turnover opportunities, because the pressure was fantastic.
0: And that's good news, because, hey, we broke a record since Simeon Rice. Well, you and I didn't break a record. No,
2: and it, well, it wasn't that they broke a record. They, they ended a drought. drought. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I went back and looked at this, and when it comes to 10 sack seasons uh, by individuals, you re- you really had, you had Leroy Selman, who did it like four times early on, but nobody else did mm-hmm. until Roger Thomas got one in 91. And Santana Dotson got one in 92. And that was it until you got to the Super, Super Bowl era, that defense from 97 to 05, first Warren Sapp, and then also Simeon Rice and guys in the middle like Marcus Jones <coughs> and so on. And I forgot to hit the cough button. There. Yeah, I know. You gave me a cough button right here. And this I is
0: week, it. what, 25? <laughs> it's okay. All right, quick, name all the guests we've had. I can. Yeah, but it would, you'd forget it, one. you think? Mm-hmm. All right, well, we won't you'd try. You'd probably forget Carmen. Mm, yeah, Probably.
2: Um, so, uh, I really got
0: derailed by that. What, um, so the, what were we talking about? You were talking, <laughs> wow, you're really, you infi- really, you're really interested know. in this conversation, aren't you? <laughs> well, we had like six different well,
2: topics. I know, the
0: way you're going is about the, the sacks and that, uh, Marcus Jones had it. Oh and yeah. Then so from- there was,
2: so then from 97 to 05, it happened all the time. Mm-hmm. SAP did it multiple times. Simeon did it a million times There was Marcus Jones, Chidi Hanatu. And then that era ended and it never happened again. So really it isn't like. This drought from 05 to now until JPP got there uh, was all that unusual. It's just we haven't had a lot of that in team history except for when we had Hall of Famer Leroy and when we had Hall of Famer Ron
0: And Gerald McCoy did get to nine and a half. I know, it's arbitrary. And, That's true. And when you look at that nine and a half, He's probably really mad about whoever got that other half at some point. They scored
2: it very generously <laughs> yeah. to the other guy, yeah. I mean, somewhere <laughs> you're, you're go- scouring back <laughs> yes. to this film. Is you're there go- one in containers looking for it, right? Yeah,
0: but and I and I will say after the game, uh, we had JPP on the radio and, and Gerald McCoy, and it's also on Buccaneers.com. Uh, I thought Gerald was really very graceful absolutely, and, and like very e- genuinely excited for, JT, for right? him and he was emotional about it. That's how much it meant to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you think about it, that was why you have someone like Gerald McCoy who's getting double teamed. Someone else should be getting sure. through. Yeah. so That's helping for sure. And that JT, was the way it was supposed to work. According to the plan. Yeah. And it is now. And
2: it is. And, and, you know, Gerald's getting his now. He's had four and a half in the last four games since he came back from injury. Uh, Yeah, you know, I know that that 10 is an arbitrary number. Somebody up in the press box pointed that out at the time. But people cared. Mm -hmm. Because in the stadium, when they announced (laughs) that, people went nuts. I mean, people, everybody had heard about this sack drought. That's why it was important. You know, call it what you call it an arbitrary level if you want but people cared and people wanted that that thing to go down
0: you know there's always there's always people who just want to rain on the parade just enjoy the moment (laughs) there's no other reason other than yay this is cool and it's good and now perhaps what's the record here 16 and a half by sap Sap, 2000 yeah. yeah
2: Uh, yeah, it'd be, I mean, it's not out of the question. He'd have to really turn it up mm-hmm. even another level, but yeah, he got to the 10.5 with five games to go. So hopefully he'll be in the 12, 13, 14 range by the end. And, uh, it'll go down as one of the best trades in team history. For and, sure.
0: And what's amazing. He didn't practice all week.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, he hasn't practiced much in the
0: last two or three and, weeks. And he's that guy. He's a gamer mm-hmm. and that's, and that's solid. And Carl Nassib has been quite a pickup, you know? I mean he's just playing free and just going all out. You know, the, he's like compounded interest just keeps on <laughs>
2: moving up. I think you know we made all those changes to the defensive line uh, one of them unfortunately Mitch Unrine uh, hasn't been able to get on the field because mm. of his concussion. Yeah. And then Vinny Curry has had to deal with injuries that have knocked him out of about four games. And then, you know, the blueprint early in the offseason, I think we all expected that we'd have a little bit more Noah Spence in there. Mm-hmm. So with Vinny kind of being in and out of the lineup and, and Noah Spence not getting as much playing time as maybe you would have thought he would in March and April, it's Carl Nassib that has picked up the slack. Mm-hmm. And he really, you know, what it looks like to me is he plays really hard.
0: Yes, and i think he just plays. Yeah, i mean and you yeah, have a guy and that's that, what you're supposed to do if you're defensive yeah, end. You're I mean, supposed to just go.
2: Yeah, he's talented obviously, but when you have a guy with a one of those guys that has sort of a nonstop motor, you get sacks sometimes cuz plays start to unravel and, <coughs> and he's still out there hunting.
0: And he's got a very wide wingspan. He does. Yeah. He really I mean he does. I, I mean, you don't think about that until you see you know up close and you're going, wow, I think he's got he a had, great reach. I think he had what should have been the sack on that
2: play that was not ruled intentional grounding. That <sighs> I'm just going to hope that no NFL officials listen to this because I'm going to no. go ahead and straight and say, I can't believe that call.
0: You know, we thought and it, we
2: maybe could get in trouble. Yeah, for we
0: thought it was a sack. Well, and, 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 it, and we we called it as a sack. And then it was an incomplete pass. And then it was just moving very quickly. And then the next day you were talking about that.
2: It's got to be frustrating for the yes. defensive lineman when that guy, when the quarterback does that, because no matter if they call that intentional grounding or a fumble, mm-hmm. well, no, if it was a fumble, it worked. But if they call it intentional grounding or incomplete pass, he's not going to get credit for a sack either way. But it, intentional grounding acts like a sack because you lose the down and you lose the yardage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Mullins is being dropped backwards by I think it was Carl, and um, he's about, you know, maybe. Two feet off the ground, if that, and he just basically throws the ball directly into the ground. It, it went from his hand about two feet and hit the ground. Right there next to him. Mm-hmm. There, the, you see the replay. There's not a running back or a tight end in sight. There's nobody around. And if you're not throwing to somebody, if you, if you can't say there was a, court, a receiver in the vicinity, then the ball has to, first of all, you have to be outside the tackle box. And in the re- replay, you can see the tackle right there in front of them. They're in line together. And you have to get the ball near the line of scrimmage technically over but i think they usually mm-hmm. give it to you if it's near
0: none of that happened but would this be considered the tuck rule
2: no he, he directly threw it down on the ground okay tuck rule means you're starting to throw and, and it, then you change your motion to you bring, bring, it bring it in it but if they if if the, then the the famous one and brady um be, they force the fumble but it's still considered part of the throwing motion and so it's an incomplete pass mm-hmm. yeah john gruden was never really f- fond of that rule yeah it's
0: 99 he wasn't fond of that role. No, rule. no, not at all. In the snow. I
2: don't but know why uh, I remember
0: that game. It was up in New England. It was in the snow.
2: I it was know. in 2001? Mm. The year, the last, John's last year there in Oakland?
0: Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. Because they won, because New
2: England went on to win the Super Bowl in 01, and then John came here, and then we won the Super Bowl, and then New England won the next year. Okay. 99, the Rams won it after the right. NFC Championship game. That's right. Rams won it over 10. The
0: years just come together.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, One other thing that was nice about that, and we've talked about how it was a complete game. Uh, You know, it was kind of a low-scoring game early on, but there were the two drives right before halftime and the two drives right after halftime for the Buccaneers, four straight drives they scored on. And that's what I'm talking about, how it was just kind of a complete, not just that it was a complete effort in terms of offense, defense, special teams, but that it was a sustained 60 minutes of consistency. Yes. Which we haven't seen a lot of.
0: And if you do that, you're going to win ball gonna, games. And don't and turn the ball over, yeah. And, and and I think that's probably the biggest frustration of this year is at times one part of offense, defense, special teams is doing well. Yeah. But n- yeah, I, you can't there can't haven't been a game good. where it's all been so, the whole time. The like whole the game. Washington
2: game, the defense played well enough to win, and offense, but didn't the score. offense can score. Well, right
0: yeah, five hundred and some yards and, and three, three points. points. Right.
2: Yeah. So think about this. Every San Francisco drive, every single one they had in that game, started at least 70 yards away from our end zone. So they moved the ball on occasion, especially when they were running Matt Breida to the outside. And they had a couple of nice throws down the middle to Dante Pettis. But it was a lot of Matt Breida on those stretch plays that we couldn't stop. Okay. And, and he had run, He had like eight runs in that game of more than 10 yards, including a 33 yarder on the very first play of the game mm-hmm. uh, or the first play of their first drive. And you know, we're giving up yards, but because they have to start, start that far away, like he got 33 yards on that first run. And then we held him around midfield and forced him to punt. The reason is we didn't turn the ball over. So they never, they always had, and, and Brian anger punted. Well, Uh, the kickoffs were actually not terrible by Cairo Santos. He Mm -hmm. got a few of them in the end zone and they, we never gave them uh, the extra help that they needed. And that's why, even though they got about three hundred and fifty yards, it was only nine points. And and in today's NFL, that's what it's about. You gotta you gotta stop them from getting scoring opportunities. You you're gonna give up yards, it's gonna happen, especially for us with our banged up defense.
0: But And now the question is, can you build on it? And everyone kinda goes, Well, you know, it's a four. You're gonna do that
2: thing about one and two and then two becomes three, aren't you?
0: Well, so far, I've been right. Jeff haven't, Ryan's I, greatest hits. Haven't I, have I been right or no? I wasn't going to bring it up, but now that you have, so what did I tell you? You
2: Yeah, I'm just saying that's where we're going with this, right?
0: right. No, I wasn't. I was, <laughs> I was going to say something else, but now that you bring it up, yes. To get a streak, you got to get the first that's one. That's right. All right? So one becomes two, and next thing you know, go. you're at four. There we go. It's kind of like I said about losses. It's you don't like... want to lose two in a row. You don't want to lose two in a row. So don't lose two in a row. Can't lose anything now, so, but
2: this is Ryan's first law, like a, Newton's first law. Yes, yes. One well, becomes they, two, two becomes three. I, I Simple tried, math, folks. I have
0: tried to tell Dirk this many, many times. <laughs> you got to win one, <laughs> Coach K. You wouldn't know Coach that. K, hey, no, no, just win totally one get a, to get a to get a to get a streak. But I, it is something that I I'm curious to see how it goes because you know the 49ers, they're not a good team. Backup quarterback, blah blah. blah. They were playing well coming in. But they though. were they were playing well, and I kind of felt that had you played this type of game against the giants and against Washington, I think you would have had better results than what we did. And, and that's what becomes frustrating is everybody goes, well, you know, they're not a very good team. A win's a win. It's so, if you say that this isn't a very good win because it was against the 49ers, then what are you going to say about the win against the new Orleans saints? Right. Cause well, they're, they're, they're supposed to be the best team. One of the best teams in the NFL. Nobody, so.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Now they are for sure. Nobody in the nobody actually in playing in the NFL looks at wins that way. No, um, every win is precious to them because they know how hard they work for it, and they know that any team can really beat any team uh, on, a, on a, any given yeah. Sunday. As uh, say. Well, yeah, you, you, and we always see the proof of this in post game locker rooms. So we beat San Francisco, who was two and eight at the time, and proved our record of four and seven. But you go in that locker room, and they are ecstatic, like they won a really big game. Yeah, because they because it's so much work for them, and it means so much to them. It, but we say this all the time. I feel like we're beating the dead horse. Well,
0: sometimes you have to before it gets through.
2: One more thing on that game, um, Jameis Winston to me made so many great plays on the run. Uh, kept kept knowing. Ex- okay, so we yeah. coach said he he was he made very good decisions. Jameis himself said he thought he was very decisive. Adam Humphrey said the same thing about Jameis after the game, and people you hear okay, good decisions, and you rightfully think. He didn't, he didn't throw that ball into triple coverage, or he didn't try to hit that deep ball when it mm. wasn't there. He took what the defense gave him. Yes, that's true. But in addition, he also made good decisions on when, exactly when to escape the pocket instead of throwing the ball away or making a low percentage throw. Let's see if I can buy some time and, and find in the lane. And he did this over and over again. And then once he got out there in space, he made another good decision on who to throw the ball to, like the Adam Humphreys one. You generally don't like to see a guy rolling right and then throw him back to the middle of the field. But he had so, he'd bought so much room around him that he had time to stop, turn his body towards where Adam was, and Adam was wide open. So it would have been hard to
0: miss that throw. I'm always amazed how fast Adam Humphreys is. <laughs> you know, he doesn't look fast. He's quick. Yeah. I mean, and he gets small when you when you think when he about gets near the goal line well, yeah i mean the fenders were right there yeah, and he powered he, through he powered one of them. through of it mm, right number 38 right right he's he's having a hell of a year but
2: anyway i looked it up and, and so far this year Jameis winston on plays when he scrambles out of the pocket to his right has a perfect pass rating 158.3 wow so that's like the best thing our offense does when Jameis is in there now you can't plan that it's not mm-hmm. a planned thing but he knows when to do it and uh, so that that to me was a uh, sub-part of his good decision making. On
0: that yeah, game. I agree. And he knew when to take the sack too, and not just force it. Only
2: took one, I think. Right,
0: and it, I think it was a good it was a good one.
2: I don't remember it very yeah. well, but I, I remember the stats that he took one. Did you see that Scott Milanovic got promoted to the offensive court or yeah, offensive coordinator in Jacksonville? No, I didn't. After they let Nathaniel Hackett go. Oh, they let Nate go. Yep, former Buccaneer coach Nate Hackett.
0: I've been. I, I, I've been in meetings all day today. Did this happen today or this, this week? This week, it
2: happened this week because the Jaguars are really struggling. Well, I know, and um, they, they're not. And they also benched Blake Bortles.
0: Now, I knew that. I so knew that. So they promoted when Scott Milanovich when in doubt. You remember blame Scott Blake?
2: <laughs> well, the numbers weren't good.
0: Do I remember Scott Milanovich? Yeah. Yes. I do.
2: Scott Milanovich was a Buccaneer quarterback for a couple of years. Ago. Oh. I
0: think he got into a game or two in '96. Yeah, I also remember story. That was told about him. But
2: is it one you're going to repeat? Which one? I don't know. Are you going to repeat uh, it? No. I okay.
0: You don't want me to? Is it?
2: Is it flattering?
0: No. Well, then don't. Repeat. Well, it, it it's it's kind of like who knew? He had a friend that started a, a apparel company, okay. and this was in the late '90s, and um, he would bring stuff and pass it out to Dave and Mike Allston. Scott stuff. Wood? Yeah. And they would, like, look at it and go, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And, and um, uh, the guy was looking for investors, and they were like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. And the guy was out of Baltimore. So, you know you what? You say that like it's a bad thing. No, but you know what apparel company out of Baltimore now? I don't. Under Armour. Oh, that's right. I did know that. Yes. Yes. So, was it Under Armour? Yes. <laughs> So okay, because that's not unflattering to Scott, it's, it's, then. No, so he's trying. Oh to get, my he's trying to get everybody to buy into this, and they're like, "Yeah, you know." they really like a, Under Armour? Hey, it's kind of a silly hey, name. What is this? You know, come on.
2: I'm not buying. I'm not you feeling know, I'm that not, logo.
0: Yeah, I'm just not. Ooh, gosh. Yeah. That but, reminds me. But of, that's, but, that it,
2: reminds me of an old story that I believe um, George Stewart. Remember our um, uh yes, Special, Special teams, teams coach, coach from way back when in the early '90s had an opportunity to invest in TCBY. Oh. Remember TCBY? Yes. Is that still around? There's a bunch uh, of yogurt places. Yogurt, yeah.
0: And and he didn't and regretted it. I know a guy that was supposed to invest in uh, Hooters had an opportunity. Was that you? No. Oh. And didn't have the money, which I understood. He didn't have the It wasn't that much. It was like 25000 And this was in the you know beginning of the 80s. And um, yeah, you know, talked to his wife. And the wife was like, yeah, what, are you crazy? You know. Yeah. Chicken wings. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it happens. Ouch. Yeah for every nobody's
2: ever asked me to invest in anything well
0: for every story that you go oh i should have there's a ton of it is 100 200 i bought a bridge (laughs) (laughs) i've got swampland yeah so anyways but scott milanovich i remember when he was here He was a really good guy and uh he was up in the canadian league too yeah
2: five years and he won won a a great cup as Mm -hmm. a head coach
0: yeah and so so montreal and nate nate was here
2: nate was here Yeah. yeah
0: And so he's he's gone because they're blaming they fired him, they, yeah. they blame the quarterback and the offensive coordinator right, exactly, um, they're giving up are they giving up a lot of points? The Jaguars are giving up more
2: on defense uh, than you would have expected coming into mm. this season. the season. The offense has been a bigger problem.
0: And that defensive coordinator used to be here too. That was that's um, uh, Gus. Yeah, Gus. No, Bradley? no Doug. Todd Walsh. Todd Todd Walsh. Walsh. Yeah, Walsh.
2: Yeah, Walsh. As in wash clothes.
0: Is it? Or yes. It's not W A lsh are you doubting
2: me jeff how many how many how many years how many years have i didn't have todd wash wash he reminds me very much of gus bradley
0: yes and i think they both went to seattle they did they did and then when gus went to jacksonville as the head coach he he brought todd yes and then
2: i guess they stayed after they let go i guess
0: yes yes it's that tampa coaching pipeline and and um, gus is with the chargers
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the D.C. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. That yes. Tampa coaching pipeline is wide. Mm-hmm. That we have we have led a lot of coaches out into the into the environment. So
0: you brought up Scott Milanovich is now the offensive coordinator for Jacksonville. Is there any reason? Any, no, just I just want see, well, we, you just want th- to see what kind of lots
2: of times. Well, it got a good story out of you. <laughs> lots of times, people ask us questions about old players, and so when I saw them, I'm like, hey, that's something we could talk about. Yeah, I, I mean, I can do an even um, completely more unconnected piece of information here do we have any time why
0: not let's call this random did you see <laughs> did you see
2: that the uh dictionary.com's word of the year this year is misinformation
0: misinformation
2: the word of the year it's kind of sad isn't it it's kind of a sign of our times
0: yes fake news falls they, under that
2: the, well <clears throat> yeah the 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 usage of fake news and is we are the
0: salty dogs and we'll be back <laughs>
2: In misinformation, we, that's not misinformation because we will be back. So, how does it become the word of the I year? I think they just decide a word that's that's been very important in society, mm-hmm. and obviously that has been. I think Coach would use misinformation to talk about targets. Mm-hmm. He
0: hates the target stat. So, where did you find this it's information? Just just, just you random. Know, when you're
2: searching things like you on are. your phone, yeah. I think I even saw it on TV.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind of a big deal, Jeff. Well, if you saw it on TV, it's you know it. You read it on Wikipedia.
2: <laughs> I guess if we're just randomly pulling stuff up, now yeah. we're done
0: with this part. No, but right? I like, see this is the type of stuff you don't know. You cannot plan like the, if you would have said of everybody we we're going to talk about, you're going to bring up Scott Milanovic. Yeah, and, you uh, never uh, would I wouldn't you would not know, and know that, why. And that story I got, I, I know it's it's pretty accurate because Dave told me that story. Great. If yeah,
2: it would be funny. However, if I was lying about and misinformation wasn't the word of the year, that would be like meta wouldn't it? Since I was giving you misinformation on, right? That'd be like second level right there. Would that be ironic? No. Because I was trying to give misinformation. It would be meta is what it would be. Ah. All right. You ready to move on and bring Chris, uh, I'm sorry, Chris,
0: Jordan Whitehead in here? I am, I'm mentally exhausted. (laughs) The gymnastics i put you (laughs) through. Well, let's, you told me this was going to be fun. Just Jeff, come on You told me there would be no math involved. Just (laughs) sit here, just talk, just, you know, the knowledge you already have. It's, (laughs) it's really going to be fun.
2: Well it worked out because you did have a nice story about Scott Milanovich. Yes. Uh, and Nate. I'm happy
0: for Scott. I'm I'm sad for Nate because he is a good guy, but but um, good for good for Scott. Yeah,
2: we'll bring Jordan in here if you okay. if you're a little uh, overwhelmed now, we'll just let Jordan talk and smile and light up the room. All right, let it. Sound happen. good? Very good. We'll be right back. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs podcast. I'm Scott Smith. I'm Jeff Ryan, and we have our special guests with us now. So first of all, Jordan, thanks for joining us. Are oh, you welcome? Just no got back from thinking. a community event, right? Yeah. Yes,
1: sir.
0: Um, he, he also thinks it's winter outside. <laughs> 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 not <laughs> to me. Pittsburgh yeah, is yeah, cold as yeah, snowing right I now. I know. but so well, you got this, I the I got wool You got to keep it, your it. head warm yeah. That's yeah. where it starts. Well, exactly. If your head gets cold and your feet get cold, everything cold. You're not
2: toast. All right, Jordan. You know it's fun that the team is coming off a win. You know, I guess you needed that, and you yourself had 11 tackles in that game, so it was a busy game for you. Did you have yes, a good time out there?
1: Uh, yeah, it was a good good experience that week. Um, You know, we were needing a win. It was big for us uh, coming up with this win on Sunday. You know, we also broke – um, two, we got two interceptions this week. Thank uh, God. It was yeah, it was big because uh, that was part of our yeah. stretch that we okay. haven't had an interception. And then you look back, it like, makes sense why – we weren't coming out with uh, uh, what we wanted at the end of the game because turnovers hundred the reason how you win.
0: What was that a relief as a player when you're out there and you see the turnover? It was like fans were going. Nuts, I could see it right? from the press box. I'm I, like, oh, we're getting that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but as a player, oh, definitely. Uh, when you get turnovers, it just gives give you confidence. It gives uh, the defense like some swag to it, you know. Um, knowing that if the ball's in air, it's going to be intercepted. So now mm-hmm. I think Ryan Smith that came in and he actually came in um off the bench right, and got an interception it, yeah. so like it was even like a all right nice. that was good that we somebody got one
2: so coach uh, cutter told a little story in his post game press conference uh, he said you uh, there at the end you were coming off the field and you were irritated because they kept c- catching passes on us <laughs> and you didn't want him to catch anything and coach was like don't worry about it there's 6 yard curls <laughs> you're making the tackle he said you're padding your tackle stats. yeah, yeah he
1: did <laughs> i so when i was coming off the field i do remember him saying that and i was like <laughs> I could have had an interception on that drive, or I could have batted yeah, the yeah. ball down. I was just like, but at the end of the game, it was our job to keep the ball in front of us and just tackle yeah, about short throw.
2: You wanted the big play. Yeah, It'll come. Right. <laughs> It'll come. Yes. It so was. when
0: you when you went to bed on Sunday night, did you think about all the ones you could have had? Oh, that's every every week, really? every game. Yeah,
1: every game. I think after the game, you look back and you just uh, look at the plays that you missed, left out there. And if you miss an interception, those don't come too often. So. Right. Uh, Definitely I was I was sick about that pretty much. Still am right now. But, but you ever put your head on the pillow and go, Yes, I had a hell of a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep, yesterday or last week or this week that just passed, definitely because we ended up with a win. Yeah, oh, and okay. nine points yeah. yeah. round right. Yeah, that was
2: good. All right. Um, you know, I heard I was told that you uh were real good fans with or uh, friends with Pittsburgh running back James Conner. You were there when he was going through some difficult times. Yes I was. Yes, it right. looked to me I went back and looked at the Pittsburgh. It looks like you you just got in the game and you tackled him right away. Is yeah, that what was, happened? It was
1: like a couple of, a couple of plays after I got in. It was maybe like the second play I got in, I tackled him. Uh, and before the game, we were talking, we were together, and we were just talking about just like we never really got to go against each other. Yeah. So when we do, um, give us your all and like after you make a play, get up and my like talk talk crap to me. Let's, let's <laughs> play this game. How it's supposed to be played, <laughs> yeah. You know. So uh, when I was tackling, I was just like. Uh, it feels good, you know. Um, but did he say, "Yeah,
2: I got a seven yards on that play"? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I was like, "I just tackle him,
1: just got up because I he got seven yards." So. <laughs> but but you were you were there for him when you needed
0: it, right? You want oh, to
1: talk yeah, about that? Oh later. yeah. So um, so when I came across, um, when he found out, um, his story or what he had going on, it was, I remember I was getting on a plane going to uh, North Carolina. What was what is his story? All right. So yeah. So James Conner, he had Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, cancer, and it was during like the season, so it was just, it was great, he was off to a great start. Um, first game he uh, played and then he tore his MCL. So it was like, it was the set that was like, uh, we were going through battle and through that. And then a couple of weeks later, uh, things around Thanksgiving time, uh, was when we find I found out okay. that he had uh Hodgson's lymphoma. And it's just a thing that I always look back, I uh, think about that all the time because made me realize, like, never uh, complain, never um, really complain about what you what you have because you have a lot. And him going to chemotherapy um, throughout the week and then coming to practice the next day, wow. I'm telling you, the next day, every day, every time out there, chemo, That's he crazy. would come with the mask on, gloves on, ready to work. And um, me being young, thinking, looking up to him, it was just like gave me strength every day. Um, and when I look back at it, I still still give me that strength when I need it.
2: So have you stuck to that sort of uh that thing you just said where you you, you gotta look at it like you have so much? Oh yeah, yeah like, uh you got I, to I,
1: about? It's like I when I watch I, I sat with him through those couple of treatments and uh the pain I seen that he was going yeah. through, um, really made me like the way he was handling it, he was going through that pain and then next uh next second he's done, you won't even realize what what just happened. And like that to me was just um Shows a lot of character, a lot of strength he had. A lot of inner strength. Right. Here. So, whatever, like. It's, it's yeah, a good story. It's, it's ended it up well. They love yeah. Him yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, they love yeah. Pittsburgh. And he's going to have a I'm long glad career. glad they love there. him there. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh,
0: Pittsburgh has a tendency to love their players, though. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. I was Especially born in, running back. <laughs> I was born in Pittsburgh, just that's so right. you know. Oh, you were? Yeah. Well, Presbyterian Hospital. I th- oh, yeah, that's really? Presbyterian Hospital. Yep. And. Yep, my grandmother used to live it in uh, Squirrel Hill. It was it was That's made great. out
2: of it was made out of uh, wood and straw back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. This was <laughs> a long time ago. That's when they had
0: real steel steel, <laughs> mills, <laughs> steel mills. That's when the Steelers were really guys with hats steel. and working hard. Speaking <laughs> about
2: loving their players, I mean, you talk about high school football. You you know, California people could talk about Florida, Texas, and California, but there's something special about mm-hmm. high school football in parts Pittsburgh. of Pennsylvania, right? Like and you you were right in the mix Yeah, right in
1: the mix of, that, yeah, right? I a mix of it. I know, just always wanted to play Friday nights when I was younger, and then. Uh, Finally got the chance to play at Hinesfield. That's everybody's dream oh, coming out of. Wow. Hey, well, you played both both ways, right? I played both, yeah. yeah. Played both so both no ways, wonder so. you like playing. <laughs> yeah, so like oh, a yeah, running back, yeah, too. running back. So um, playing at Heinz Field, that was like the goal every year to get to Heinz Field. And we, I got there my junior year, and we lost. And then my senior year, we ended up winning, and uh, made it to the state. So at, that was a big uh, when, when you're when you're on
0: Heinz Field looking around. Did it occur to you, or was it an incentive
1: to say? one day I am going to be a professional
0: in a um, stadium like this? I think it
1: was more like uh, I was going to Pitt, and we pit plays at Huntsville. Yes. So it was like when I was in um, high school playing a championship game, I was like, I'll be here next year, like, playing my career here for a while. And I didn't really think about it at the next level until um, it just happened to come up uh, this year. Uh, it was our last game, and I was pretty much kind of making my decision. And I was just thinking, like, it would be crazy to play here. <laughs> like for a professional game, yeah. And not well, you as gotta wait. T-
2: you gotta wait till 2022, though. That's, that's <laughs> oh, next no time no. no, we're going. I, did, I actually
1: yeah. would stay here and play against the Steelers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, at times. Uh, well, Pitt's trying to get their own stadium
0: now. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah.
1: that'll be that'll be crazy because yeah. they tell us They used to the bowl, have. Yeah, they had the, the old bowl, one. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I think that about Dave Moore's time.
2: Oh okay. Yeah.
0: our
1: one of his
2: his one of his uh, guys on the radio and former Buccaneer Dave Moore is a Pitt guy too. Okay. Yeah long time
0: ago. long time like ago. 92 was his first year in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, so that would have been like 89, <laughs> 88, 89. You remember that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't <think> 97. So. <laughs> wasn't even a twinkle in
2: dad's eye. <laughs> um, I gotcha. you. know, talking about Pitt, you guys got a big game coming up,
1: don't you? Yes, we do. Coming up on uh, Saturday versus Clemson. <laughs> what do you think are the chances? Yeah, I think. Um, nobody I gave know, you I any know. shot two years okay. ago, right? Yeah, well, exactly. I think that's, that's what I was going to say. So nobody gave us a chance uh, two years ago. And I think it's the same situation they're in now. Um, Coming up, that they're just lost, so Uh everybody's down on them now. Um, But I think it's going to be a good game. I think Pitt's going to come out with a win because just two years ago, nobody gave us the. uh, are,
0: are you wearing a, a jersey, a Clemson jersey next week? Yeah, you got a bet with
1: anybody? <laughs> um, no. Nah. Adam or? No. Nah. Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> <to> it's <laughs> only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. We're, yeah, Hump hears this. It's it, going to change. Good, it might change.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to uh, – Ignore it and yeah, just I'm wait until the game's over, again. over again. <laughs> <So> <laughs> And then say gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> was that a good game for you when you guys beat them? I guess it was. What would you do? I, I, oh, So this game was actually a crazy game. I It was like th- um, eight tackles up to the third quarter. Um, I ended up having a 90-yard yard fumble recovery, but they <laughs> oh. for a touchdown, they called it a touchdown, though, after the fact I, I ran 100 yards and scored. Then they reviewed it and returned – or it was overturned, so they um, got the ball for a touchdown. I picked it did. up. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, I scooped uh-oh. it up. Like, you scooped it. You <laughs> scooped it, scored. And they let, it play, let the play go. But, um, well, it's better when they let the play go. Yeah, right, yeah. My third quarter, I actually broke my arm that game. Oh, uh, was out. sorry to bring that <laughs> up. <laughs> you, you lost a 99-yard return <laughs> and broke your arm. Yeah. But I love. <laughs> the But we won. And and we it was a good feeling.
0: <laughs> so isn't, isn't it funny when you win, everything else is okay? Everything is good.
2: <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel about this season so far? You, I mean, I know four and seven isn't what you guys want. Right. The uh, defense yeah, so. has had a lot of injuries, but what's the experience been like for you first year in the NFL? Uh,
1: the experience has been uh, going good, though. You know, just coming to work every day, um, doing something you love to do. You can't – it doesn't get any better than that. But, um, yeah, the season, uh, we were off to a fast start, and things were going good, Mm -hmm. and then nobody wants to be 4-7. But, you know, we still got five games, uh, regular season left. So, I'm going to play these games, um, give it my all, and try to get these five wins the last couple games, change the season around.
2: We have to do other shows where – Fans ask us questions, and they'll, they'll say things about, you know, should you get these guys more playing time down the stretch since the playoffs are, are far-fetched or whatever? And I always tell them, until your guys are eliminated, you you all always play it as if you're still oh, going yeah. for the playoffs, right? That's, right. that's all you can do, it's right?
1: That's all you do. It's your job. So I take it do your job the best you can do every day and uh when it comes game day, I just don't get right. how you can not give it your all right. game day. So yeah. well, and, and well, you guys do. We just I don't right. know if every fan. Well, the, the, What people forget is
0: after the season, there are coaches looking at tape. Yes, sir. Oh, and yeah. they want to know. And, and this is not this is not high school. This right. is not college anymore. Right. This is you're here until they figure out how you're not here anymore. Exactly. So so that's that's, a, that's the part that fans just they go yeah. oh yeah they, you know, oh, I just quit I just no not. no did
1: you put on tape. Every play you do, another team going to watch it, yeah. anything happens. So that's something you always got to remember.
2: So you came in as, as a draft pick, the fourth round, and then the Bucks also picked MJ Stewart mm-hmm. and Carlton Davis in the second round. So that's three defensive backs in one draft. And Three you guys, amigos. <laughs> essentially, you, uh, except for when injuries have gotten in the way, you guys have all been starters. Uh, you guys have some kind of bond. I mean, think that you're probably going to be the heart of this secondary for years to come.
1: Um, we, we do have a bond just – It just naturally came across how we – every day when we got here, we were just like rookie stuff after rookie stuff. And we were all all DBs, so we were in the room together Mm -hmm. for meetings and stuff. And we all kind of just clicked early. And uh, I think that we got a great bond going on. But with all the DBs, you know, um, Justin and JVN, Ryan Smith, I can brand yeah, even brand older yeah. one. Brand he's older than yeah. everybody in the room, but we yeah. all gotta see another um, old guy. <laughs> <laughs> we all got a bond out. everybody just gets along, and uh, I think like it shows it carries on on the field during just the way we communicate with each other and uh, just play with each other. But you, you guys are tight off the field too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. like yeah, off the so field. So this is
0: now moved from on the hey field. we're 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 locked in this room together. We right. need to get along. <laughs> to, to
1: hey, I really like this guy. I'm going to spend my off time. Yeah, with him. and it's not even just. The, uh us rookies now, it's all the DBs hmm. kind of off the field. We uh, do stuff a lot.
2: You guys amazed, you younger guys amazed by Brent Grimes. and he, at, What's he, 34? 30 35, I
0: think 30, 35. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he think still still so, like, jump through, so. through the so.
1: roof. He's probably 38. Don't know <laughs> yeah. it. And it is <laughs> crazy just to see how athletic he yeah. is and uh, like flexible and <laughs> do all the handstands and backflips that he does, you know. He, he looks like he's young, like he's mm. twenty-one. <laughs>
2: yeah, he kind of has the air of a kid still. He does. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, he just personality everything. We did an interview
0: with him, and he said something that I'll uh, always remember, and it was, he said, "Throughout your day, whatever day you have, sometime you have to take time out and play, <laughs> like, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah. You have to go you play. play.
1: You gotta be, you gotta be a kid." Get yes. You know that I yeah. I like video games or. Anything you know? Some M- must,
0: must be a DB because he lit <laughs> up. Like, like all of a sudden you can go. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I do play. It's hey, all, okay. I'm well, good to I, go.
1: I definitely do play some video games.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, we'll let you get to that because it's your off day and
1: you might have some Fortnite
0: <laughs> right. or something. Oh, right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait. You have a famous cousin. Yes, I do. Ah, yes. Doral Revis. What, <laughs> what is it? A direct cousin or? Yes, yeah, direct cousin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we. My did, mom's side. We did. uh He was here. Yeah, he was here. Did, one season. Yeah. Oh, he, oh,
1: yeah, I don't know. He's out there. Yeah. I thought maybe. Oh, that, yeah. He's around that the chair. As a matter of fact,
0: he, he did do a radio show for I us. Did? Yes, yes. And as you know, you have a lot of stuff going on and when you have to do a show or something, we're always coming around saying, don't forget. Don't forget to do your show. And um I went by the locker and said, uh, hey, hey, don't, don't forget to do your show. And he goes, he looks at me and he goes, I know. <laughs> and I was like, dang so that night when we're going to do the show he comes in and and I said Darrell I said are you mad at me and he goes yeah I'm tired of you telling me every Thursday that I have a show (laughs) he's the only player that every Thursday every Thursday Uh, so he knew he knew knew he (laughs) He did and he did good radio okay so I can see where it
1: comes from uh, thank Did you, you. Appreciate you ever, that. You ever
2: got any advice from him?
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, I get a I get. Oh, you get a advice. lot of. Yeah. It. You still I get. get advice. Of, I still get advice before the season we uh, was together and just yeah. giving me advice what to expect coming in the season yeah. and it was just pretty much work and uh, yeah. take it as your okay. job. It's okay. not college anymore. Did he tell you what Tampa was like? Um, we he didn't really get to get into the detail yeah. with how Tampa was. Uh, I think he wanted me to just kind of like mm-hmm. find out how I, it was sure. on my own, kind of mm-hmm. go into it.
2: All right. Well, thanks a lot, Jordan. We appreciate it. It's yeah. your off day, so yeah, thank really. you for the extra time oh, yeah, and also for different. doing that community work with the rest of your rookies. Oh, right? yes, sir. That's, that's that good for good. Community. Yeah, that So good. We'll, we'll see you again soon. All right. Thank, thank
0: you. Thank you. The Salty Dogs.
2: All right. We're back here for the last segment of this week's show on uh, the
0: Salty Dogs. Now, that was not a taxing segment. That was a great, fun segment. Yeah, that was a lot that of fun. That was good.
2: That was a nice palate He's, cleanser after yes. our mental gymnastics. What a nice
0: guy. Yeah, I'm glad he's going
2: to be around for a long time. I love it when we draft nice guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's important that they're good football players, too. But Well, character means a lot, too. So You know, he chose he's chosen to be a safety, even though he's really not the biggest guy by safety standards. Mm-mm. Kind of shows you what he values in football.
0: Kind of like John Lynch. Well, John was bigger than Jordan. Yeah. The reason why I mentioned John Lynch is we, we were able to, we yeah. we should say something about that.
2: that okay, before the, we get to the questions. Yes. Uh yeah, both Jeff and I, um, got to go to his induction into the Sports Clubs of, of Tampa Bay's Bay. Hall of Fame. Uh, a group that's previously done people like Ronde Barber and mm-hmm. and plenty of other oh, famous yeah. people like uh, what's who's the baseball coach? Lou is he yeah. in there. Uh,
0: um, he was a White Sox coach, uh, and his park's right down the street. Oh, from here. Uh, is is anyway, that not? We, neither of us are you go. kidding me? <laughs> we salty. Oh, wow. But in any case, Tampa Legends.
2: I bet Fred McGriff is in there. Yes, I think Fred. Wade Boggs. Yeah,
0: Wade Boggs, Fred McGriff.
2: And now John Lynch, among many others. You're not going to be able to move on. As Al, Lope- Al Lopez. Was it Al Lopez? Well, that's Al Lopez Park right over there. That's what it is. It was okay. Al Lopez. Anyway, wow. um, yeah, he was there, um, and it was nice, and he said, among many other things, because he's he's pretty good at public speaking at this point, and he's like... Uh, he agreed that he'll always be a Buccaneer for life, although he was excluding this past Sunday on yeah. that. But it, it was, he felt like there was such a great connection between that core of players and the community back then. And I think that's true. I think we I felt do. that way, right? Yes. And, and I know that's what this team is striving to do. They're really and, trying hard. And
0: and it takes a little bit of time. People forget that, you know, Rondy Barber wasn't Rondy Barber and yeah. John Lynch wasn't John Lynch and Sapp wasn't Sapp and Brooks wasn't That's, Brooks and yeah. Allstott and all of those. And they all kind of came in and people forget that they grew up together. And yeah. John even mentioned that. He he grew up here. Right. He's you know, had several kids he, born here. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but my point is, that team, I think, did have a real good connection with the community, and this team right here wants one and is trying hard to do so. But, but the, I think you have to win. You don't necessarily have to win a bunch of Super Bowls, but you got to win more. So that's coming mm-hmm. because, unfortunately, fans, uh, not all of them, but some of them aren't really going to let you in when they're not feeling good about what's going on on the field. Right. So you need that first. But when that happens, I think it's really going to take root for how hard this team is trying to connect with the
0: community. And I think the fans want to rally around it. Oh sure, just, absolutely, and you you could you know they're looking for it, and I think it's going to come. So. All right, speaking All right. of fans, let's get to but some congratulations, of John.
2: Yeah, that was cool. Um, and also, we got to eat at uh, the yes, Columbia, which was really I was good. Good. Excellent,
0: the food. I, you know, it's funny you forget how wonderful that restaurant is, and you forget it's where a it's at. Landmark, it's a Tampa yeah, landmark. Yeah, and, and you walk in, you go. This really a cool place. We were both sitting there going, when was the last
2: time we are here? Why have we not been back here in 10 years yeah. or whatever it was?
0: Well, because you take things for granted and you go, yeah, we'll get there, we'll get there. But, yes.
2: All right. From Christian in Clearwater. All right. That's nice and Local. alliterative.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, dogs, which you spell with two Gs. I'm not the same guy who sent you that question with random names and and making you play the game about naming the year they got to the Bucks and who the coach was and all that. Remember that from last week? Yeah, I like
0: how he says making you play. Yeah, that
2: game. yeah. There's a little bit of. Oh, you mean just that he's forcing us? Yeah. I thought you meant you're giving him grammar issues. No,
0: no. This the key kind of like. Yeah. That's my
2: job. Yeah. To rip on grammar. Right. But I liked it, and you said you wanted oh. more, so here goes. Oh. So here goes if you want to take another shot because that guy who did it. it before, didn't do it again, but this guy did. Okay, so you ready? I just
0: I just said, uh, you're taxing me again.
2: Uh, you know, just take it easy. I'll All take right. care of this part if you don't think you can handle All it. Right. But I'm looking at the names now, and I don't think you'll have too much
0: trouble. All right, go ahead.
2: Horace Copeland, high C. Well, it
0: was under Sam Weish.
2: Yeah, he was drafted under yep. Sam Weish.
0: And, uh,
2: I think he barely overlapped with Tony Dungy a little bit, though. Yeah,
0: I was going to say. So he must have been probably 94
2: close 93
0: 93 okay. yeah he
2: was in that draft with Lamar Thomas and mm. Demetrius Debose oh yeah and,
0: um
2: yeah he was like a 4th round pick we drafted both him and Lamar almost were back f- to back
0: were we 5 and 11 that year probably
2: Weren't yeah. we always five and eleven back then? <laughs> <laughs>
0: five dash two at one point. <laughs> yeah. that did, year ended seven and nine. Yes, we did. So okay, yeah. Horace
2: Copeland, also knows High C, he was he? He had like a hot minute where he was really good, and then unfortunately, I think he got an injury Injuries, that kind of slowed yeah. his career down. But he was famous for doing the backflips in the end zone after score. Awesome. He's a really nice guy too, by the Great way. Guy. Great guy. I love when he comes back here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, the next one is Jamie Duncan.
0: Well, let's see. Jamie had to be about 97.
2: Very close again. You're just getting off by one year
0: each was time. It was 96? I th- Where?
2: I think it was 98.
0: Again, okay. I
2: saw the names and didn't want to look it up to spoil yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't bring my media down this week, but I'm pretty sure it was 98. Okay. Uh, and he was drafted basically to be the eventual replacement in the middle for Hardy Nickerson, who right. was getting up there. And, in fact, Hardy did finish his career here in 99. I think he then went to Jacksonville, right?
0: Because right? Hardy replaced Lonnie Martz.
2: no. No, 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 no. He didn't. No, Hardy came. Hardy was basically the first free, free agent we ever signed, essentially mm-hmm. out of Pittsburgh in '93. I couldn't tell you who our middle linebacker was in '92, but it wasn't not anybody special, that's okay. for sure. Lonnie Mars came a couple years couple of years later uh, after Hardy and was that outside pass rushing linebacker. Mm. But Hardy was your middle linebacker from, like, 93 to 99, except so for that period where he had the hard thing and he missed, like, five games. But Jamie was re- re- drafted to be his replacement within a couple of years, and he did, but he didn't stick for very long. Mm-hmm. He eventually got replaced in the middle by Shelton Quarles when Tony, when John Gruden came in, and, and, him, and, Mon, and him and John Gruden, and I guess probably conferring with Monty Kiffin and, um, and Bobby Smith, thought um, he would be better off playing middle. And he was a Pro Bowler. Uh, Bruce Gradkowski.
0: I was under Gruden. And, oh, wow. Let me think when that was. I remember he did a game in Pittsburgh and we were getting beat bad and we kicked the field goal <laughs> at the end. So we wouldn't be <laughs> shut out.
2: Huh? You love this story. Well, it's a I've true heard you story. I already it three times huh? a <laughs> year.
0: I already told it three times. I think
2: maybe not all on the podcast. Oh, okay. But it is absolutely true. All
0: right. So that was. I don't know. Uh let's see uh oh seven. Oh, every single time you missed by one. Yes. Damn. I almost said six.
2: And he ended up playing a lot because yes. everybody got hurt. I think mm-hmm. Phil Sim- Chris Sims got hurt yep. and uh whoever else we had got hurt and Bruce ended up playing a lot that year. Store of my life, one Thrown off. into the fire. <laughs> So he, uh, yeah, you just missed winning the lottery. Yeah, the of weeks one in,
0: number, yeah. Uh, the powerball wasn't there.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, he, he actually ended up sticking around in the league for a pretty long time, I think, until within well, a couple of years. Yeah, ago. he bounced around. Yeah, he made a nice career out of it, mm-hmm. just but, like Josh Johnson.
0: But, you know, he was a lunch pal guy. Okay. Yeah, he, he was, he was you limited know, athletically. Li- but he, he worked real hard God at it. Guy. He's going to do what he could for you and give yeah. it his all. And that's all you could expect. 06
2: wasn't a good year. And then, then we brought no. in Jeff Garcia for 07. Yes. All right. That's it for that guy. And he says, okay. have fun and thanks and go Bucks. S- thank
0: you. That was fun.
2: Okay. This one's from M. M. Tanner, so I don't know. I guess he doesn't want to get too personal and give right. us his first name. M. Tanner. M. Tanner, but we know his last he name. sounds like a private detective. <laughs> Go <laughs> ahead. Hard-boiled. Right. Uh, Scott and Jeff, first billing. So it's obviously been nice and relaxing to watch Cairo Santos, we didn't talk about this, kick these, kick, kick these last two games. I don't think he's missed, has he? No, he hasn't. No, he has not. He's made s- uh, eight extra points and two field goals, I yep. think. Uh, and you know what? They're they're right down the middle. I, know. I, I shouldn't be jinxing it. everybody. I, I I said it after the second field goal, and everybody around me and the PR is like knocking on the table and looking at me and like I jinxed it. Throwing salt over their shoulder, right? <laughs> but I mean, his two field goals were just simple, right down the middle,
0: mm-hmm. and that was really well, refreshing. Well, he was out of work because he got hurt. That's true. That and that and people forget that it wasn't that he had a bad stretch; he just got hurt. This is what you're getting to the heart of this question. Right.
2: So so kudos to the bucks for addressing that issue but my question is why did it happen now from what Cairo said after he got to the bucks which this is true he had wanted to come here all along and was a guy the team was considering in the offseason if he was the better option why didn't the bucks just go with him first instead of Chandler And he means Chandler Coanzaro just wondering not getting salty or anything I'll leave that to you guys
0: thanks well, well I think there was a I think there was a health concern question
2: I think he was healthy by that point yeah. but uh, you know you're the Bucks wanted to get a veteran uh, solution to their kicking woes as somebody that had already proven to be a consistent guy in the NFL. And I think both those guys fit the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, obviously, the Buccaneers just put a slightly higher grade on Chandler. And maybe it was something as simple as his kickoffs are better. Chandler kicks the ball off farther.
0: I would agree would agree. And with so that.
2: if you think both these guys can come in and be consistent, because, I mean, it's not like we thought Chandler was going to have problems. We thought he was going to be really good.
0: Yeah, they so, they they paid him like he was going to him. Yeah, good.
2: exactly. And so, I mean, it's fair to say maybe in retrospect you t- you took the wrong guy, but yeah, who could have I mean, if we'd yeah. signed Cairo, maybe it'd gone the other way around, but um
0: the fact the fact that they're constantly searching, I think that speaks volumes of how football really works. Is you may think you have a guy, but you never stop looking and it's you know, you kind of you know, Raheem used to always say, I'll tolerate you until <laughs> I can re- until I can replace you. But uh, the fact of the matter is they're always looking for the what if. You know, if something happens to Scott, who's going to be my next salty dog?
2: Right. So, do you have a board
0: for that up in I your do. office? I do.
2: Like uh, Rob McCartney and, and all the people in pro scouting have a board. Yes. For every position. So when somebody goes down and you got to find somebody, it's not like they're scrambling. They go, yeah. right to the our top guy is this guy. Let's give him a call and work him out. So who you got waiting to replace me? No, I
0: can't tell you. You could tell me. I could, but, but then I mean, I'll go cut the brakes yeah. in their car. <laughs> I don't see stuff like that. <laughs> Something happens to somebody and next thing you know. it's Okay. It's is. Ms. I would assume that the depth Bennett, chart Bennett, would wait, start with Casey. The, hold on, wait. The miss then then misinformation would be coming out. Misinformation. <laughs> I had, it took me a while to get around the table.
2: Uh, yeah, I assume the depth chart though would start with Casey. No, she's not salty. Well, that's true. Carmen can be a little salty. Carmen Vitale. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, who you gonna bring? You gonna
0: bring in somebody from the outside, Jeff? No, no. It'll be it'll be somebody internally that um, you know really no one knows. They're just kind of in here. Give them their first. Yeah, give them their shot. Launch uh, launch another career since I've launched so many. You can
2: find some salty guys in that PR department. Yep, (laughs) without a doubt. (laughs) And I can think of one who talks, who's very much a talker. Yes. Um, All right. So anyway, yeah. I just think they they thought that Chandler was the better option at the time. It hasn't worked out that way.
0: And People have to understand, you don't go into it thinking that this is going to be a failure.
2: No, they wouldn't have given him the contract they did. Any
0: player. You don't go in thinking, <clears throat> well, you
2: know, I'm
0: not sure about him. Yeah. So.
2: All right. Uh, and this is our last one is from Lisa, so we have at least one female listener. Thank you, Lisa. I bet there's more than that, but it's nice to have some evidence.
0: Well, what I always find with the ladies is they take their time <laughs> before they start because they kind of want to <laughs> let the guys get their goofy questions in, and then they come in solid. Oh,
2: okay. Is that what you get from our <laughs> press conference here, one buck? Because I'm not feeling that same thing.
0: Sorry to tell you. <laughs> It's not the uh, impression I, that I. Get. I apologize. Misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're slinging it, but it is the word of the year, so you that's, need to use it before that, we get to a new that year. That is so inside. <laughs> yeah, let's just drop that. What do they call that? An ins- what, what is that? What they call an inside joke? Yeah, an inside. Inside, joke? inside but isn't there a, another term besides inside joke? No, but never mind.
2: Um, my my mom always used to call it a location joke because you had to
0: be there. Okay, that's fair. I She's like a your smart mom. woman. I like your mom. Okay, so uh, Lisa says,
2: Lisa, guys. I've always wondered what happens when one of the players gets injured in a road game. Like, I had a knee injury once and I needed to have room to have my legs stretched out and lie around for a whole week. Don't you all get right on a plane and come back afterward? Do people clear out and let an injured guy have a whole row? They can't feel real good flying after getting an injury. I don't even like flying that much in a normal situation because it's usually so crowded. Thanks if you have anything you can share on this. It's not important. Just wondering.
0: Uh, Usually that's what happens if if a guy is... Uh, well, if it's if bad two,
2: enough, they'll leave him in the hospital. Yes, there. and they leave a trainer leave behind a trainer them.
0: and they stay with him, and then they figure out when they can. Right,
2: that doesn't happen very often. No. though. that's a pretty pretty catastrophic dramatic injury. Yes. Yeah. Um, kind of, like kind of one of those things where they took him off on a board because they were protecting against the possibility of spinal injuries.
0: Remember the um, Carolina game where Cadillac Williams it blew out his knee? Blew out his time. knee. Yeah, he flew home with us. That that. And I always remember it, and it always made me realize how um, unfair or how tough this game is um, because they gave him a row. And he was so upset. He was in tears. He had a towel over his head. And I always remember seeing him as I walked past and thinking, this this sucks. Mm-hmm. This this is – you really understand. And for the other players, it's it, it's kind of – they don't ignore it but they got to move on from it because they have to deal with the next game and, and whatnot. But I remember him laying uh, three across, yeah. arms up, or the arm armrests yeah. were up.
2: Yeah, if you've got something where your legs are mobilized, yes, they're obviously going to clear out the row for you. And generally, except for the preseason, players sit in rows of three with an empty seat in between mm-hmm. them. So you're really only talking about moving one guy. Yeah. And of course, people are going to defer to the injured player. No question. Sometimes it's a little bit of a hassle getting him up into the plane because you got to go up those stairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just do what you have to do, and, and people may not realize that our training staff, uh, sometimes they have to do work on the flight home.
0: Well, well, people don't realize, too. They might too, be getting guy a bag of ice or something. We travel with doctors. Yeah, lots we, of them. We travel with a paramedic. Right. Um, so they're ready for, you know, you're, you're ready for everything. I mean, if if something's going to go wrong, you're on the right – you're with the right people. Even, even the staff, if something goes wrong, if, you know, people have become ill on the road and mm. – uh, bobby slater and his crew have been re- are really good about you know your your staff member leave me alone they they oh, No they wouldn't they, no they're, they're very good about that so
2: so you do what you have to do yep. and you 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 uh, give them as much now nobody cleared out a row for me when i blew out my knee a couple hours before our, our plane flight to carolina in 2007 well
0: yeah, but you kind of didn't and tell a anybody big old, i had a big old brace on I barely made the bus. We all thought you were just looking for sympathy. You were just like slacking. I still remember. What it. you're doing is you go, I don't want anybody in a center seat. I don't want anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, and from that point on,
2: I faked that same injury yeah. <laughs> two or three times a year just to get an empty seat next to me. Only going, a good
0: idea. Only going home so you can work. I might still have that brace yes, somewhere. Just...
2: Oh, and I've got the, I still have the crutches. Yeah. I could totally pull this
0: off. Throw it out there. You're welcome.
2: Okay, but <laughs> now we have to make, now we have to edit this part out of the podcast so nobody's on
0: to Ooh. my, uh, Well, let's see ruse. if, let's see if they're listening and <laughs> see you do it and then they'll go, oh, salty dog. Yes.
2: <laughs> I know that people listen because we get called salty dogs. Right I know. Coming.
0: Isn't it funny when you're yes. walking past, you don't expect, it. and it's usually the football guys.
2: Is yeah. there any other injury that maybe like I could, you know, where you have like the, your broken arm and it's way out here, like mm-hmm. a, a little L away from your body. Body. You'd probably need an empty seat next to you for that, too, right?
0: Either that or put you on the you sit aisle. Sit on the aisle. You're going to be yeah. – the cart's going to hit yeah, not that, you. Yeah, not pass. that there's any carts going up and down
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fans may not realize that they feed us a lot yeah. on those plane flights.
0: Not us, the players, but we yeah, just but happen to be there. We get the runoff. It's the
2: trickle-down effect. If they're t- giving
0: t- them ice cream, there's going to be some ice cream left. Oh, look, a sandwich. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean I have an appetizer coming? Oh, you want an ice cream bar? This sure. coming from
2: the guy who we've established – Willingly chose to eat sushi on an airplane.
0: I am telling you, I it was it was it was. You, you go to you it, go, you're it the wasn't, guy who
2: goes to Appleton, Wisconsin before the no, Green Bay game and orders the fish. At no, the restaurant no, there.
0: I'm just saying it wasn't like lights out, but it was good. And I will say this: Dave Moore saw me eating it, and he goes, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm I'm having sushi." He goes, "That looks pretty good." Now, Dave knows sushi because he owns a restaurant. Oh yeah, the. Uh, no, uh, Island Way Grill. Island Way Grill, yeah. And uh, that's good. It's very good. And he tried it. I said what Mike owns th-? that with him, right? Yes, yeah. and some other partners. And um, so he saw it and he tried it and and he goes, he was impressed. It's with okay, the yeah. You know, we he's so, not bringing it to the yeah, Island Way Grill. Yeah. He, 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 I think what he did is he wanted to see me eat it first and see if I spit it out or something. <laughs> you know? But no, all right, come on. You've got to live once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and
2: that might be the end of it. You've got to die once, too. So, and it could be from sushi on the So I miss a podcast. What happened? <laughs> he ate
0: the sushi.
2: And that's when I go to my depth chart to replace Jeff <laughs> yes, Ryan. Yes,
0: and it's very long.
2: So uh, that's a good way to end it, thinking yes. about ways to replace Jeff Ryan on this okay. the Soul Dogs podcast. Very so good. I think we're done here. We'll be back next week. I know that somebody Oh, how was asked- your Thanksgiving. I think we're done here. I know, but how it.
0: was your Thanksgiving? Because you know, it's just time right. goes by so fast.
2: Fu- i uh, my Thanksgiving was um, at my wife's nieces at our nieces' house, okay. which unfortunately is in Ruskin. Oh. Have you ever been to Ruskin? You need your passport. <laughs> I got off the Crosstown on. US 41, and then drove for six days on US 41. I was constantly going to my wife Giselle. Are, isn't it? Are we there? Are we close? The only reason
0: why I ask that question is because you told me that oh, story. Okay. I love to crank you up.
2: But the food was great. The food. Did was they great. have sushi? They did not have sushi. Somebody fried a turkey, and that was good. Yes. Deep fried it in the whole boiler outside. Dropped Excellent. it in very slowly so yes. it didn't explode. No fires. Um, no my stingy. wife made this. Isn't necessarily traditional, but. Um, but because of uh, her family background, mm-hmm. she made uh, ropa vieja, and she's very good at that. What is it? It's a it's a Spanish dish. Yeah, I like figured Shredded that. beef. Okay, that's why it's called ropa vieja because oh. it kind of pulls apart like, oh. like shredded clothes. Ropa, ropa vieja means old clothes. Oh, uh, it's very very good. And uh, anyway, it was a lot of good food and a lot of good family. It was just eight hundred million miles away from here. Okay, well, so how was
0: yours? It was great. Stayed at home, well, watch football. It was, was awesome it, because you don't get to do that. People forget, you know, I, we really don't see very many games. It's hard to see games when you're working on Sunday. But um, I
2: would agree to some extent, except now I figured out that we get to watch, except when we're traveling, we get to watch Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night. That's yeah, a lot that's of football. Three, that's a lot of football.
0: Had of 16
2: games. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've been watching all those games this year. I feel like I've watched a lot of football mm-hmm. this year. But they've been good, too. And sometimes it's out of 13 games because of buys. Yeah, well, that's true. All right, so I'll say it again. I think
0: we're done here. We are. And since you did, thanks for listening.